Welcome to FSN! I'm Wes Carey, and joining me this week, everyone's favourite horse, Tyler Colt. I'm finally back, my missus have finally let me go, I can finally do another episode. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got, uh, we've got Charles Bergeron back, he seems to be on most of these shows, <laughs> to be often, very often. Uh... Good to be here again, guys. Yeah. And joining us as a guest this week, uh, Melbourne Hammers coach William Cambria. Uh, William, welcome to the show. Pleasure to be be here this week. Week. Yeah, but it's shaky there. That's fine. Um, it's not like we ha- didn't try to record this episode last time <laughs> without Tyler and with my friend Dave Patton from FFL Grandstand, and that ended up failing miserably because, for the simple fact, I couldn't get my recording software going properly. Uh, but anyway, how have you guys been? I'll start with Tyler. How have you been? Yeah, it's been good. It's just the missus has been like, hey, we need to do this, need to do that. She hasn't let me out the house to do jack anything. Ooh. You got one of these new fat diets. You got to have reduced fat thumbless. It's like, what am I? Some sort of... Nope, I'll stop myself there in case I offend people. But yeah, yeah she has me on one of these new fangled diets. It's like, I'm a horse for crying out loud. Give me some meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't take yeah. it. Um, I mean, I know the diets and that. I mean, players have to be on some players on strict diets and that. And like, I know how hard that can be. So yeah. Uh, Charles, what have you been doing since the last episode and the last time we tried to record? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, I, I'm still uh, looking up uh, over at stuff uh, at the Montreal Gazelle. I mean. Mm-hmm. With the UFFL seasons done, uh, uh, I, I have to look uh, elsewhere and uh, to write my articles. So I've been catching up a little bit on DFBA as well as the Faffle. Okay, cool. And uh, William, it's it's been a very good start to the season for Melbourne. We'll talk about later. But how how has the morale been in Melbourne at the moment? Seems to have picked up up well. Well, the the uh, the so, sort of surprise of the off se- season kind of kind of started off, and the momentum's kept up up as we we sort of sort sort along right now to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's true. I think you guys are doing pretty oh, pretty good at the moment. I think you're doing pretty well. Uh, meanwhile, uh, guys, um, I've been doing all right here. I've been calling some Fafel matches. I'm enjoying the start of the season. I think. I think one thing that was really surprising, which we're going to talk about later, is very good to be seeing. Uh, but anyway, do we, do you guys want to go around the world? I think we should. Sure. Sure. Yes. So, now we're going to go around the world. Guys, um, let's talk about what we talked about last episode, and just ignore that recording and that from last time. I mean, if we have some, if we have some audio from it, um, we'll splice it here and just show you how bad it got. Well, uh, still on the FBA here. Um, there was a bit of a friendly bet between uh, my pronouncements right, Regulus Lowenthal. 
Wes? Yeah? That's not how it's pronounced, is it? I'm thinking with all the breaking up, he may have uh, lost contact. Uh, mm. Because it. when he was complaining about the uh, yeah, well, breaking I up, I didn't notice guys, any breaking up. If this is just breaking up like that, I think... Brian? Yeah? Can you hear me? No. Uh, it shows me I'm still up, but uh, I'm not seeing anything from Brian. Yeah, I, things. I, I think it's a connection issue on his end. Because you've been pretty much clear this whole time, and there's been twice now that he's been saying, oh, you're breaking in and out. So I think it's just... Yeah, uh, I did. Yeah. God. God damn it. But anyway, uh, back onto topic. Um, the f Furball 4. It, we were there, we were there at Ontario, Calif in Ontario, California at the Scorpion Dome, and it was a very, very close match. Honestly, the best match they've had in the Fur Bowl since the first one. Like, Chicago defeated Easton, so yeah, I, I don't get that one right. Uh, Draco Lin won, was, earned the Fur Bowl MVP in a highly contested match. Guys, what, what did you think about the match? Uh, well, uh, well, Charles. It, uh, well, uh, it was really a, a, a good match for the ages. I mean, uh, Easton was coming out from their miracle run for the playoff, and mm -hmm. uh, the Outlaws uh, was highly uh, uh, the highly uh, favorite to win, but but. Uh, uh, Eastern showed really uh, why they were there. I mean, uh, the first half of the game seems like uh, Chicago was running uh, running all over Eastern, but as the halftime and second half went, Eastern finally shown some heart to eventually uh, even leading the the game uh, for a moment, but eventually. Uh, and not to forget uh, the injury uh, to Darius Smith that seriously jeopardized mm -hmm. uh, the Chicago chances. But uh, Nigel, Se Nigel Seals uh, managed to to get in there and make the do the job, uh, make the job done. Uh, and mm -hmm. even if uh, uh, Eastern uh, uh, was able to get uh, one last touchdown at the very end. Uh, it all came down to an onside kick, uh, but uh, eventually uh, uh, luck uh, ran out for Eastern and uh, uh, Chicago Outlaws are your new uh, fur bowl champions for the, for the season. Yeah, that was a very big finish in there. I mean, if they had gotten the, if they had gotten the onside kick there and actually got it, I mean, they would have tried everything to get it get that down their end but I mean like as you said luck ran out they just didn't they just weren't able to get the get the onside kickoff right and essentially in the end they sadly have to walk out runners up uh Tyler you weren't with us at the show but what did you think about it oh, I watched it uh, streaming it at home and like you said it was all a really close game it was brilliant when I went right down to that final place that final onside kick attempt 
you know, kept fans on both sides, on both the Eagles and the Outlaws, on the edge of their seats for the entire game. It was absolutely fantastic. Congratulations to the Outlaws, you know, for climbing to the top of the mountain, you know. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't it the Outlaws who took out, you know, the odds-on favourite Ramblers uh, on their way yeah. to the... Uh, yes, yes, it was. Who was, you know, the team who have been the... What's the word? Proverbial powerhouse of the season. Uh-huh. And claim the football trophy, so hats off to them. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you got to give Chicago credit there, but... Didn't I wait? Didn't someone from the cast call it that they thought that Chicago was going to win the fur bowl? Well, didn't, didn't someone call that? Uh, no, I, I, I think I think I did uh, mention that. I think a couple of of us as uh, uh, Witherspoon, I think also uh, went uh, also for the Outlaws. Okay, cool. Uh, I'll I have to check that up next time. I'll I'll give you the. Guys, I'll give you the the actual thing next next episode. But um, the UFL also held its yearly awards night. Uh, Darius Smith uh, was league MVP, playoffs MVP, offensive player of the year, and okay, he didn't win any more out of those. But three three awards out of three, that is a huge achievement for him. Uh, before we talk about Darius Smith, uh. Um, okay, uh, I know this guy has a very hard-to-pronounce name. Oh, Inga Miller, I, I hope I did it right, uh, from Baltimore, was the Defensive Player of the Year. Johnny Fields, the Offensive Rookie of the Year, and Nathan Mills, Defensive Rookie of the Year. So, uh, guys, this was a huge achievement for Darius Smith. Not only are you a football champion, you win all these awards. You'd have to say the only award he missed out on was the football MVP, and that was kind of out of his hands at that point. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was really uh, uh, Darius Smith year, uh, a year of redemption, so to speak. But uh, again, I was seeing uh, fans' reaction, and uh, during the Fur Bowl and a couple of days after, I mean, uh, some was even saying that if uh, uh, Darius Smith was still in the game, perhaps. Uh, Things would have gone this way because there's still it was still the stigma on Darius Smith about mm-hmm. uh, if he was able to win the big game, and yeah. uh, from from a certain standpoint, if you want to talk technically, uh, sure he did win the the fur ball, but he wasn't all the way through it. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, you have to, to guess that some people as a legitimate. Uh, uh, claim to say that uh, there's some unfinished business for Darius Smith, but I see the, a win's a win nonetheless, and you can't count out uh, uh, the season that uh, Darius Smith had uh, this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the guys on the podcast last episode, excuse me, brought that up, uh, brought that up, the fact that he had not won the big game, and that, and, well, he can kind of say now that he did, but in some respects he can't because he was out for for about half of it, I think. So, like, that was a really... Yeah, that, you were probably right about that. There is some unfinished business for him. Uh, before we get to Tyler, um, let's let's talk to... Let's talk to William. Uh, you know the feeling of, like, some of the... You know the feeling of kind of, like, seeing, like, players got injured and at the wrong time and it kind of ultimately costs them. 
This time it kind of didn't because he got the furball win, but William, like, what do you think's going through Darius Smith's head right, right about now when he, well, not right about now, sorry, I mean, right about then when he got hurt? Um, I expect he, he was, um, down on himself and but wanting to, um, sorry, words are together. I expect he was down on himself at the time. I've seen some players, but, um, you don't and like he, he had, yeah. But he he would be he'd be pushing to get back. Yeah. Uh, you're a little bit nervy. Uh, everything All okay? Right. Trying to gather my get my words together. Apologies. Yeah, that's oh. fine. Uh, uh, it's all right. But... Yeah, we're pretty casual here. Mm-hmm. Me, I'll just fling in. I mean, I'm not really nervous. I'm just it takes it takes a moment to get my words together at times. Is all. Mm-hmm. Um, but he would probably be pushing and try to get try to recover quickly, though not too much that it that hurt more because that doesn't that's not to the benefit of the team. Okay, uh, that is true. I mean, like, yeah, you don't want to try and recover too quickly, otherwise, the thing is, you could just injure yourself even worse, and that's 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 the last thing you want. I mean. Uh, do, do you want us to kind of come to you a little bit, then go to someone else, and then come back to you with the future things? It could give you some time to think about your words and that, perhaps. Just perhaps, saying. I guess. Yeah, right, well, we can do it, we can do it. I mean, we can do whatever what makes you more comfortable. I mean, hey. Uh, anyway, uh... Anyway, guys, uh, what do you think about the... The off... Like, the other guys who won awards? Oh... Inga Miller, uh, Johnny Fields, and Nathan Mills. Uh, we'll go to Tyler for this, actually, because he didn't get it to say his words on Smith, so you can do them all! <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll do them all in one go. I mean, but yes, you know, like you said about Darius, it's been, you know, his year, the year of Darius Smith. Three awards, furball trophy, you know, furball ring on his finger. Brilliant year for him. I mean, he, obviously, I know he'll plan to copy that for next season. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Obviously, Oklinga. Uh, for Baltimore is like you know really proud of that I think it's one of the first times he's actually got one of the NDA trophies I believe correct me if I'm wrong but obviously for the two rookie guys what a way to start out you know in the pro leagues and you net the all important rookie trophies because you know all the GMs are going to be looking at those two rookies specifically the agency or draft proposals for next year mm-hmm yeah, because that's going to be interesting. I mean, like, we might see the same thing with the Faffle uh, this upcoming offseason. Like, we're going to have a lot of rookies out of contract and... Well, not rookies, but last year's rookies out of contract. And, well, there could be a few big deals here. I mean, a big point made up in the most recent FAFL 360. Well, the next upcoming one, not the most recent one, sorry. Uh, we, we talked to Kyle Schell with Darwin, and there's a question in there if, like, Geelong might be interested in picking him up next season because he is he is out of contract at the end of this upcoming at the end of this season so essentially that means he's on the free agency market so yeah that would be very interesting to see but we'll have to you'll have to you'll have to check the next step over 360 to to find out his response to that but anyway let's move on to the Grand Rapids Dragons they have finally named a new coach Amidius McKeegan the Dragon has served as a defensive coordinator since 2014, and this will be the first head coaching job of her career. To fill the vacancy left by the promotion of Ametius, 
The team has named linebackers coach Sierra Holden as the new defensive coordinator. So, the Dragons have found their replacement in that. So, guys, uh, your thoughts on that? I mean, we did talk about Bobby Vernday when he got sacked. So, is the is a replacement uh, Medius McKeegan. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think the name's pronounced Ar Artemis, I think. And Artemis, I think. Uh, Artemis, I think. One way around the league. Looking at me, knows one way around or the other, so it's like, yep. But yeah, either way, I think she is an absolutely brilliant replacement for you know the top job. How have the? Oh, I think we'll touch on it a bit later on. But I think don't think the dragons had an overall hot season. Yeah, a rough ending. So uh, hopefully, I know she'll plan to build on the highlight points and their good points, strong points in the season improve their standing a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think she could perhaps do that as well. Uh, Charles, uh, what do you think about about her? Um, we don't know if well, I uh, pronounce the name right, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's okay, Wes. Uh, I mean, Artemis has been, uh, has been uh, the architect of uh, that fable... Uh, that fable uh, Grand Rapid defense for quite some times now, and I think she really deserved to have her chance in the spotlight. I mean, we seen that the team uh, finally rallied back uh, by the end of the season, and sadly too little, too late. Uh, but uh, we could see some big thing when the Grand Rapids are fully uh, set and ready uh, to take on the next year. With her at the helm. Mm hmm. Yeah, that that's gonna be pretty interesting. I think. I mean, like, to me, I mean, this can go two ways. I mean, when you get a new coach, when you're in the middle of the road, they can either take you to the next level or they could sink you down lower. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I think she could take them higher, but that's gonna be the that's gonna be a good thing. That's gonna be a good thing to check. I think. Yeah, this will be interesting. Uh, meanwhile, uh, uh, William, do you have any words about this? I mean, you know the feeling of being a new coach from when you joined the Hammonds in 2015. So, I mean, what are you, what are your thoughts on this? And well, anything you can perhaps share about the inside of, well, being a new coach? It can be a, I mean, a lot of it. It will depend on how how the team is. Uh, it is is but it can be a hard it can be a harsh challenge at first to get the team under your wing once you are once they are though though success success can be fairly fairly easy it just takes getting the getting those connections and sometimes having having the pieces there to make them work mm-hmm cool i mean you're quite right about that i mean like you do need your pieces there and you have definitely gotten your pieces there there recently but i'm gonna say this i mean Grand Rapids, they've got an alright list. If they can get a few more pieces, they will be a lot better, and I think they will be a contender. I mean, if the rumblings of rumors are true from what I've been hearing, we may be getting a conference realignment, so that could prove good or bad for them. It's just going to depend on what happens. But anyway, on to the FBA here a little bit here, and oh God, Adam Tavella. Uh, Charles, you take it. Um, I don't even want to talk about this guy. Uh, well, uh, the 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 uh, that uh, player Adam Tavella, Queen's Pride, uh, as we all know, has been uh, dealing uh, was dealing with a lot of uh, controversy uh, surrounding uh, 
a trip to Aruba and uh, and uh, two uh, two ladies that that, that uh, claimed that they, they had a, ch a kid with him. Uh, but uh, it seemed that recently, after uh, during the All Star break, uh, he came forward and uh, finally uh, owned up to it. Yeah. Uh, uh, he, uh, uh... he had a press conference uh, and uh, he owned on it to the media, mm -hmm. and he told that uh, he dealt uh, with it uh, by himself. Uh, he didn't uh, tell anybody. Uh, not his coach, his agent, uh, his team, uh, and he settled. Uh, he settled it with the ladies, mm -hmm. uh, with that money compensation, and uh, he, he went. They apologized. I mean, uh, we can think a lot of thing about the guy, but uh, at least uh, from what I've seen, uh, he, he went uh, a step to the right direction. Yeah, it is a step. Gotta feel for the kids of those women, though. Like they're not gonna know their father. This is just this is just terrible. Tyler, say the line. Adam Tavella, you scumbag piece of shit. Um. Okay, I didn't expect that one. Um, I was thinking you were gonna do the package you beat one, but uh, okay. Uh, let's just quickly move on before we get a lawsuit on that one. Yeah, is that what it's about? Keep it in your pants. But, you know, yes, he's paid him off. But to, men, to me, that's just bribe money to stop them from dragging his sorry ass through the courts. Yeah, that is yeah. true. Like, yes, whether you made a mistake or not, you have made two babies. Look after your, those damn babies. Look after your damn kids. Yeah. Don't just go over there, make whoopee, make babies, and forget about them. It takes, you know, all these years to raise a baby, love a baby, take shit. Takes. If you're going to go in without a rubber on your wheelie, freaking do it. Just look after that damn kid. Yeah, that is interesting. Uh, jeez. Um, William, any, any, any words? Like, I, I, I don't think I could say any words better than that. Honestly, I think that was well said, well enough. Mm -hmm. No real comment on it. Yeah, I agree. I, no comment from me. Just we'll, we'll let Tars Colt just sit out there. That's what we're gonna say. Anyway, let's quickly move on to um, a friendly bet between, okay, uh, Regillus. Hey. Uh, um, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, Charles, uh, let me just say, um, how do you pronounce his first name here? Is it, is it Regillus? Uh, it's uh, Regillus. Oh, no Regillus. Oh, uh, she's uh, so stupid now. A friendly bet. We had a friendly bet between Regulus Lowenthal and Scooney Barrett over the FCAA tournament recently. So, uh, Charles, take it away. You are our FBA expert, so you know what you're talking about. You uh -huh. take it away. <laughs> yeah, uh, because uh, not too long ago, there was the F FCAA uh, March Madness tournament, uh, uh -huh. the, the big uh, thing over the States. Uh, over at the uh, college, uh, yeah, for college basketball. basketball. And uh, uh, it happened that the uh, regular Lowenthal team, Pinion State, uh, mm -hmm. was facing uh, Michigan's uh, for uh, uh, in the final four. So mm -hmm. uh, uh, regular uh, decided to throw a little bet uh, with uh, 
with uh, Mr. Barrett uh, mm-hmm. to see if uh, if uh, Mr. Barrett Michigan team uh, won, uh, he would uh, die his feather uh, to Michigan colors. Uh, and from what I seen, uh, Michigan uh, ended up uh, winning that game. So, uh, so uh, Mr. Lowenthal uh, had to take a little trip to the barber. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, speak, just speaking on the March Madness thing, that like it always surprises me how there's always so many people there for what is essentially a feeder thing to the main FBA, and that like. You don't get that over here. I mean, over here it's mostly with the fear stuff. It's like a bunch of recruiters and some old men just sitting in a mud puddle for about <laughs> two hours while what he players try to f- fight for attention to get the recruits thing. I mean, like, there's barely any notice on it, barely any media attention. The only time you hear about it is during the draft when people get, oh, this player from so-and-so. Well, during this season in the da-da-da, well, they did this, 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 and this. Like, it's not like a big thing like March Madness or college football over there. You get what I mean? Like, it, it's kind of a bit of a culture shock to me, if I'm honest. Because I'm so used to, like, this feeder stuff not being big, and then you just look over the US and it's just March Madness and the Bowl series. And, like, it's... You know what I mean? Like, it's a huge thing over there. <laughs> Indeed. But uh, yeah, it's thing that happened. It was uh, really interesting uh, to see uh, going there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler, any thoughts? Hello, you there? Okay then. Uh, I think Tyler's falling asleep. <laughs> uh, if he doesn't have any words for it, we'll just move on to the FAFL and. This season we got some new team logos and uniforms. Some teams felt they needed a refresh, and we got them. So, yeah, this is a this is a huge thing here. I mean, I mean, we saw the we saw Adelaide do a slight refresh. We saw the we let's see, we saw the Hammerheads. Um, let's see the the well, I mean, the East Sydney Roosters decided to change their logo on that. That's pretty obvious. Uh, the Hammerheads did so, and I think. That's mainly it. That, oh, I forgot the miners. Yeah, the miners changed their logo on that. Uh, so yeah, this is a few changes here. Um, guys, how'd you receive them? We'll go to Charles then. Uh, Charles, what do you think? What am I speaking? What am I speaking here? Jesus. Oh God, guys, we're you. Hello? Anyone there? Oh, Jesus. Um, right, uh, back in a minute. Okay, and guys, we're back. Jeez, that was a bloody, that was a <sighs> 10 minute experience I wish to never have again, but, uh, right, uh, where were we? <sighs> uh, everything just went Yeah, everything just crashed, kaput, everything, trying to do everything, I don't know, but, uh, right, Tyler, we were asking about your thoughts on FBA, no, 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 FBA, FC, that's how flustered I am. FCAA March Madness, your thoughts on it. Uh, 
what do you think about the spectacle on that? So just just go ahead with that. I can't say I know too much on it because basketball isn't my forte, but eh, I think it's good to have a like a nice friendly bet over something. Yeah, that's that's true. Anyway, uh, on to the FAFL here. Uh, the teams have introduced some teams have introduced some new logos and uniforms. Uh, I kind of went on a little bit about the ones that did. Um, I think Orange, yeah, it was Orange, Melbourne, Adelaide, excuse me, and trying to think there was one last one off the tip of my tongue. Uh, Adelaide, Orange, Melbourne, uh, one more, one more, who was it? Uh, it was, oh, East Sydney, East Sydney, yeah. Yeah, East Sydney. Uh, so those guys got some new things. Uh, I mean, what do you what are you guys' opinion on it? Do you think they look no, good, or some of them look bad? I don't know. What, what did you think? Well, it's simply... Oh, you go ahead, Tyler. Good, sir. Yeah, I think it's good for a team to maybe sometimes revamp the image. Sometimes it's just like... Know, give the give the teams, give the players, the fans a bit of a boost up the butt to maybe get them up the league a little bit. So we shall see if you know the new image refreshes any of the franchises. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charles, your thoughts? Uh, it's always good to, and uh, uh, exciting to see new colors for a team. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, as time passes. Uh, uh, surely certain team want to re- revamp their image a little bit. I mean, but I mean for certain, it's maybe more uh, about color because some teams uh, like to keep a tradition and some sort and other teams want to uh, uh, have a new image out uh, completely. Uh, William, your team got one of the new, new logos and revamps. Uh, your thoughts on the new logo? I, th- I think it's well well done. It it it's a um, it's a bit of a different direction in comparison to the original to what the logo was, but it but it looks well. It <clears throat> excuse me, it came out well and and is excellent on the jerseys. Mm-hmm. I agree. It looks. I I think it looks great. I think it's good in the new jerseys. I think I think it'd be a very snazzy thing to see up on the on the podium. This. This year, so I mean that would be pretty cool to see. Here's hoping. Yeah, yeah, hoping on your end. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, continue with the faffle. Uh, Geelong four coach changed his name to Mellow McMellow Face in a publicity stunt to announce a new club sponsorship with a confectionery company. Uh, Tyler, you know a lot about this, so yeah, they. Yes, we do. Oh yes, I do. I think you know Jack's love. You know the GM of Geelong. You know Jack like. We all know about his love for the squidgy willy white confectionery treats. It wasn't going to be long until you to a confectionery company, the you know the mellow mallet. Even I get in tongue tag. I damn it. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the McMallows. <laughs> yeah, you're okay. Uh, you guys need yeah, a drink or anything? Just. We'll continue chatting if you need to, right? Uh, no, it's all right. Yeah, all right. Uh, right. Uh, so yeah, I think this is a this is interesting. I mean, out of the blue and kind of bizarre, but interesting. Uh, William, I, I don't think your guys are going to be <laughs> renamed Mal McMalley Malface anytime soon. I think. Don't think. 
Thank God it was a conviction. Yeah, I don't think we are. Go ahead. No, I'd say, 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 I don't, don't think our our ownership is the is going down that road anytime soon. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think many people are going down that road anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, uh, I don't own company sponsoring a team. I always get something like Dick with Dick face. Oh, yeah, that's not happening anytime soon. <laughs> That's not happening. Also by that, was it a titty bar that Thor mentioned? You know, it was like, what's uh, going to be called? Baby face? Oh, God. Let's just move <laughs> on, people. <laughs> Let's just move on. <laughs> uh, the Hobart Wolves, uh, meanwhile, want to revamp all of their club identity in 2019. They'll keep the Wolves nickname, but refresh everything else. Um, we've kind of been seeing a little bit of that this season. Uh, new uniforms, uh, a slightly new logo. They'll replace that next year. So they're going through a bit of a revamp here. Uh, let me guess, your sermons are kind of the same with uh, what you said about the other teams. Let me guess, uh, Tyler? Yeah. yeah, pretty much like, you know, they haven't exactly had a hot few seasons since the FAFL start FAFL sorry started uh it's so, going excuse me it's been going since 1975 I mean <laughs> I know you guys haven't known about it for that long but I mean it's, there's been more to go yeah, yeah. like it's uh, like since 2015 since 2015 that's when the new international when the international rights deal started when it started getting a bit more press and that because they haven't had exactly had a hot time, so I think they're you know a whole new identity, a new look will hopefully, like I said, with you know new logos, new uniforms, hopefully shape things up a bit. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Charles, I mean, I'm guessing you're gonna say pronounce the same thing. Uh huh. Okay, so we'll move on here because I mean, I mean, if you guys are gonna say the same thing, then William's gonna say the same thing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just. That's all we can say. We already talked about this kind of stuff before, but uh, something that we haven't talked about before, the Tribunals re is back. That's right. The FAFL Tribunal is back. Meaning that suspensions for incidents during the game are back, and the potentials for players to be ruled ineligible for the winning trophy is back for the first time since per Gregory Perkins was suspended in 2016. So essentially, the Tribunal's back, we got suspensions back, and we've already seen two players get booked. We've got... We had uh, Alfred Gerns booked in the first round. He was able to get off, so he's still eligible for the award and wasn't suspended. Waymarie Hine in... Waymarie Hine for Adelaide. I don't think... Not so much. I, I think she... We haven't gotten the result to that one yet, but I think she's going to be gone for at least two weeks for that instant for kicking... Like, kicking... Manny Clay, yeah, that was that was a horrible incident. So yeah, she'll be she'll definitely be gone here. But what do you guys think about? It? I mean, suspensions are back, so essentially any player could be ruled ineligible for the Willing Trophy at any time, and essentially that teams could get affected by rough because of players playing very rough. So I mean, Tyler, your thoughts? Time something like that was brought about again, because you know that way it'll make. It'll make hopefully make players think twice before they punch that opposing player in the face or something. Otherwise, you know, they think, oh, I can get away scot-free, maybe a one-game ban if I'm lucky or pending or whatever, you know, whatever rolls around. But it's like, now they can actually be held accountable. 
else, they'll be ruled ineligible for the willing trophy. So that's something else to, you know, hang over their head, you know, to make them accountable for their behaviour on the field. Mm-hmm. I agree heavily with it. Charles, your thoughts on all this? Well, it's it's apparent that in any type of sport, uh, you need to have a semblance of authority uh, to uh, to uh, uh, have some order uh, and control over uh, players' uh, uh, doings. So uh, I think that I'm, I'm sure it would be beneficial to to keep a, a good image uh, for the faithful. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been relatively clean the last couple of years, except for a few incidents, and I think those few incidents are the ones that have really made the league think about bringing it back, because, I mean... Like, they've only brought in... They've only had to hold the tribunal once in the last couple of years, and that was the entire Perkins saga in round 1, 20, 2016. Yeah, so, I mean, besides that, like, they've thought, maybe we need to bring it back, and they have. So, players are currently getting going to get sided. Some might end up having to take a suspension. Yeah, no. Uh, William, this this could end up affecting Melbourne a little bit, but, I mean, your thoughts I mean, in general... It could affect- it it has a chance to affect any team team in that that much like injury, much like injuries. It in the end, in the end, players m- must make the plus make their decisions on what on, on I mean, their as I told them, on their behavior, on their behavior and on what on what risks they take, and uh, and really, really on what they should not take. As I as I've told my players before, there are there while. There is a there's a level of, of roughness to the game. Going beyond that, that is on the the small the spectrum you know, of acceptable stuff. It's stuff, and also and to, and taking it out on another player is not a, not good and will not not benefit your team. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Like trust me, that that stuff is not going to benefit your team. And honestly, I'm glad this is back. So this is going to be interesting. Wayne Hine might be the first player suspended by it. I mean, Gerns was the first reported, but as we know, he got off scot-free with a fine. I don't think they're going to be too lean if they catch him again this season. They definitely won't be, but... I mean, that that's interesting that he kind of got off. But, I mean, he was a rookie. It was his first game. They wanted to give him a warning. They gave him the warning. Wayne Hine, I don't think we'll get off. But anyway... That is the tribunal. That is going to be very interesting. Speaking of more faffle, let's get on with the FAFL nerds. I got a long road to walk down to catch a tram to my favorite ground. Use my legs, use my voice, make some noise, support the boys, and that's what football means to me. That's how I like my. Guys, we were, I mean, as you'd know, we were meant to do an entire entire season preview in that, but I mean, because of all the stuff that has happened with the episode and the technical difficulties and the scheduling issues and all this and that, my god, we have run out of time to do it. It's already round two, 
So, yeah, we'll be doing a mid-season preview, and hopefully we can get through the rest of this episode without a uh, crash, or a person having to pull out, or this and that, and god, this... Guys, this... This episode's been a mess, hasn't it? I mean, the, I mean, you guys have been fine, it's just everything else is not. Like... It's, it's alright, Wes, it's alright, Wes. Like, the technical well, speaking, difficulties... Speaking of what you said about people having to pull out, I bet Adam Savala wish he did that with those two ladies. Zing! Oh, Jesus. jeez. <laughs> well, oh, oh, yeah, well, trust me, I'm glad to have, have you back, Tyler, but this is just... Oof. Uh, also, I'd like to, before we continue, special thanks to my friend Dav Patton. He was originally meant to be on this show. He was on the original thing. They got cut due to technical difficulties, because he had, the the difficulties were even worse than what they are now. So yeah, this is pretty bad. So yeah, he was meant to be on the show. He's not now. Uh, hope to have him back on again. I think he provides some good insight. But well, you'll have heard uh, a little bit by now of him. Probably uh, 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 for the the mid-season preview. Mm -hmm. Because I try to have him up. That would be a good idea. So, guys, uh, let's stop bemoaning about the fact of what, what has happened. Let's move on, and let's talk about the Faffel preseason. And, well, it was very interesting. I mean, I'll tell you this. I mean, no one expected Hobart to win two games against two pretty tough competition to, that essentially they lost to last year, and, like, they won it in such convincing fashion. I mean, I know it's preseason, but it was very interesting to see. Uh, but, like, it was it was interesting. Like, I mean, we got moments like... We got Charlie Durrell, um out for half the season with a PCL injury to his left knee. Uh, a squad full of Melbourne B teamers and rookies defeated the Myers by one point. And along with Horobart and that, we had the Storm get their first preseason win ever against the Butcherbird. So it was an interesting preseason. And, uh, well, so, Tyler, your thoughts on the preseason? brought up some real shockers you know the quintessential you know final winners the orange miners got absolutely smashed it's like jeez no one could have seen that one coming. if i was a betting man i would have lost a serious ton of change on that one i think a lot of people would have <laughs> yeah with the well, yeah. Of, you know the b teamers and the rooks been able to defeat the perennial giants from the orange miners teams especially for the rookies is a huge feather in that cap going into the season yeah it definitely is i mean I'll, but i mean keep in mind like the myers have lost a huge chunk of the players that were vital players last year rupert mirat thomas hornsby sean vincent jock jones uh Regis salvatore all of them were in the team last year and are not this year so that is a huge loss to them and that has really really crippled their back line at the moment i mean they went from a top backline to maybe in the bottom half now, so they're going to really struggle there. And I mean, if Rudy Walker keeps up this form, well, they could be in trouble. <laughs> but uh, Charles, your thoughts on the entire preseason? I mean, you don't know much of the context, but I mean, how did you find the games in that? I mean, what was very interesting to you? Well, it was interesting to see how team were prepared. It's, it's kind of the same thing uh, when we had uh, uh, the preseason over the UFFL. Uh, of course, uh, some of me uh, was uh, curious to see uh, 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 the the debut, uh, how our uh, 
Canadian export uh, Deharne uh, will be performing uh, mm-hmm. uh, for a new a new team. Uh, it, it was uh, quite a, a good experience uh, uh, to watch uh, everything go go uh, uh, this far. Mm-hmm. Uh, William, uh, you as we said before, you're the coach of Melbourne. How did preseason go for you? I mean. We know you had a team full of B-teamers and rookies, and they managed to defeat the most by one point, but, I mean, you guys also played in one of the most boring matches I've ever seen in my life against Fremantle in Week 2, which you guys couldn't get the win on, and honestly, I kind of wish that I was elsewhere at that point. But, like, no no, I... no offense, but, like... But, I mean, you guys did okay in preseason. I mean, considering that you didn't have your stars out, you did all right. I mean, the... the um. In the in the end, and the Hammerheads heads took heads took the pre, took the preseason time as a te- as a test of the rookies more than anything to see mm-hmm. who who was strong who was strong in the, in their positions, and for the most part, including having the win against the miners, the uh, miners it should, if we would call it successful, it was a pretty good good test. I mean, I apologize the game was kind of boring boring, but uh, in the end. And if he, if other teams wish to put their be, uh, best guys on a, in a game that doesn't matter, that's their call. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, like that match. I think that Fremantle match between you guys and you guys and Fremantle, like both of you just had like kind of B teams out, and that kind of explained it. But I mean, hey, you oh, guys... that's true. Well, that would do that, yes. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, hey, you got the points. You got the points when it mattered last week against them. So I mean. <laughs> yeah, that that's a lot better. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's move on to the start of the season. And as you would know, Brisbane Brumpies, we've been talking a bit about them. They're the new team on the block. Expansion draft, got a good list. Interesting to see how they go. First game, they're taking on the Gold Coast, who are hungry to get back to the grand final after losing it last year. And in the end, the Red Oak Girl ended up retaining what it had. I mean, they lost Lido Smith to the Brumpies, but that didn't seem to matter. Uh, they got, they did well, and the Brumbies lost their first game by 54 points to the Gold Coast, so, yeah, not the best start for them, but, uh, yeah, that was interesting. Uh, East Sydney won their first two games of the year to see them sit third at the end of round two, probably the highest they've been in years, like, this is a, like, if they keep this up, this is gonna be, this is gonna be a great year for them, like, I mean, it's gonna be hard to, yeah. it's gonna be hard to, but I think... But I think if they keep this up, I mean, this could be the best season they've had in, like, God, over 15 years. Like, this is... Yeah, this... but also, uh, also they, they, they need uh, to uh, avoid uh, the infirmary a little bit from what I see. Yeah, that is true. They have been... Players have been getting hurt. That is... <laughs> I, I can say that. I mean, that is definitely not... Good, but I mean, hey, I mean, if they can, if they can keep this stuff, if keep up their thing, even with these injuries, I mean, that just proves they got good depth, and if they've got good depth, that's that's one way to really succeed. Is you gotta have good depth, and if they prove that, then that's gonna be good. Uh, Melbourne are on top of the ladder, as we said, after winning big against Geelong and Fremantle. Excuse me, Geelong game was pretty competitive up until about halfway through the third quarter. Then Melbourne finally got that. Got that, got the rust off them, and and just just acted like the Melbourne that we've seen the last two years, and they they beat the Generals. So 
Reverse of fortune for the generals there. Last year they got the miracle win. This year they couldn't do so much. Uh, surprisingly, the orange miners are out of the five. Out of... Oh. They are one and one out of the top five after losing to Gold Coast in the grand final rematch in round two. So, a little over... Let's see, it's April now. It was September when we finished, so... So in that intervening time, like, the miners have dropped quite a bit and the Gold Coast seem to be in the same spot they were. So, well, we might just be getting a new champion this year, maybe. Like, the it's miners... It's only, it, it's only two games, though. I know, I know, but I mean... Yeah, that's, I mean... It keep makes a... think it might, and it might bring credence to what we said during the draft. Where, like, like you've already touched on as well in the episode, Orange lost quite a few of their key players as a result of both the draft and the expansion. Mm-hmm. And, I still, and I'm still putting my money on it, it being a bit too much for Orange to overcome. Yeah, but you might be right about that. I mean, it's only two games. I mean, they could surprise us, but I mean, if I'm honest, Rudy Walker hasn't been quite hot recently. Like... He's oh, he is definitely not in CJ willing trophy contention at the moment, and that is hard to say considering this is the guy who won it last year. So yeah, hmm, it's going to be tough for the miners. I mean, their next match is against uh, Williams Bunch, uh, Melbourne. That's going to be a very interesting matchup. Uh, Melbourne could go three in a row, and they could be still on top of the ladder as we speak. Uh, they're still on top of the ladder as we speak. Could be by the end of the week. Very interesting. Uh, finally, uh, Geelong, we're going to have a look at the final thing and then get your thoughts on the season as a whole at the moment. Uh, Geelong got a raw end of the deal, and as we mentioned before, that ugly, ugly match against Adelaide. Like, as we said before, Waymary Hine got reported for kicking, for kicking, like... Manny Clay, and on top of that, like, they had no bench at the end of it, because players were just getting hurt left and right. Like, I mean, it, it was ridiculous. I mean, it was just... Is, is that normal? I, uh, to see this much injury in a game? No. Definitely not. No. Like, that's what I'm saying. They got a roar into the deal here, and just... Like, this was a dirty, dirty matchup. Like, my god, it was... Yeah, because I'm pretty sure of what was it. Uh, we will hear something from Coach Xander if, we get, if anyone can get a hold of an interview for him. Yeah, I know he's interviewing 360, but you know, as a result of this game, I'm pretty sure he'll have something to say about the game in Adelaide. Mm-hmm. I think. Referees, I... What the hell were the referees playing at? Yeah, that was uh, that. He will have some words to say about that, but I think there's going to be one happy guy at this, and that'll be Mark Ranby. He gets his first one as coach from that. And finally, Brisbane win their first ever game against Hobart in, r- in round two by 30 points. So that was very interesting to see. Uh, I'll start with Tyler. Your thoughts on the season so far, and where do you think we're going to go from here? Oh, like I said, I, I seriously, like, like CSR, I think we're going to have some new champions by the end of this if I was to take it on face value at the moment. Right. At the moment, Geelong, I think they're looking to be at one stand at the bottom. I went down at the bottom of the league. And I think if I was to hedge a bet on who's going to be up top, it would be on Melbourne. I think I'd say that as well. I mean, Melbourne are a pretty good side. I mean, 
trust me, I think it's either going to be Gold Coast or Melbourne at this point. I think those two are probably the best teams in the league at the moment. They were two of the best teams last year. This year might be the time for them. I think we might get... I think we might see them in the... We could see them in the grand final. I think this could be time for it. I don't know. we still got the rest of the season to go. But at face value at the moment, I'm going to say it's a Gold Coast-Melbourne grand final. Uh, Charles, your thoughts on the season so far? What do you think... What What would you like to see? Well, uh, from what I've been seeing, uh, some teams... Uh, that, like I said, Melbourne at Gold Coast has been uh, starting well, uh, and some others uh, has been having a little trouble, like Orange. But uh, there's also a good team, surprising team like uh, East Sydney uh, that's uh, showing some some promise. Uh, again, the season is pretty young, but uh, we could see some big surprise. See if uh, other teams going to step up and uh, and challenge. Uh, uh, Melbourne and uh, Gold Coast. Alright, cool. And, William, where do you think Melbourne will be at the end of the season? I think it would be a bit... I, th- I think we might as well just ask the question right here and now, because... <laughs> I think we can we can take it all the way. It'll, do, it'll be an interesting season to see how well Oh well, the stuff works on injury works with injuries and and such as some as has been mentioned with some teams have been plagued and we've gotten away shot got free to start the year. But should we stay healthy and healthy? We should. I could see a, see it easily making all the way. Mm-hmm. I think I think you're right about that. I think. I mean, we're not. Tr- I'm honestly, I honestly believe that we're not trying to <laughs> sugarcoat anything. We really do here think that that Melbourne are a top side here and I think we'll be one of the teams to watch in the in the upcoming season. I think when we get that eventual Melbourne Gold Coast match, that is going to be well, that is going to be one to watch, folks. Let me tell you that. They were definitely, well, except for me, that last one in the preliminary final last year, all the ones last year were pretty good to watch. I mean, the last quarter comeback, the great match in Melbourne, it was a, these two teams, these two rivals always put on a good show and these matches are not to be missed. But anyway, I think we've talked enough about the Faffle. Uh, let's, um, William, uh, have you got any experience with the UFFL? Like, I mean, you don't work, you obviously haven't done stuff for them, but I mean, have you, like, watched it over the offseason and that? Just just checking? Um, slightly. Most, um, mostly in, just in comparisons with, 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 um, our, our style of sport, but I've not really focused much on it. Alright. <laughs> we'll try... We'll see if we can get some thoughts on you and... Oh, God. Okay, who is typing in the notes at the moment? <laughs> um... No, no, this is just stupid, huh? but, like... Charles loves the wiener. Who's putting that in? Nah! It's like, has Jack been hacking into these things again? Yeah. Uh, someone... Nah. Guys, kick, kick him out of the server, please. Like, with these... God. Maybe he's the one behind these technical difficulties. Maybe he just wants to stuff around with us. I don't know. Like maybe. Who's the, the who's the intern that's messing with our notes now? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, right. Uh, okay. After that bit, um, let's go to the UFFL.
guys, um, we're finally done with another season. Uh, as you said before, Chicago defeated Easton in a great fur bowl. Probably a complete classic compared to the last two, but I mean, hey. So essentially, we got a post-mortem for the UFL teams here. Uh, Downriver. Another season. Another pretty bad one. Will things turn around, eventually turn around? Uh, we'll start with you, Charles. Um, what did you think about Downriver this season? I mean... As you said, we said before, it was not a good one, and it's just an, it's just seems like they're just treading water at this point. Well, uh, I mean, uh, from what I see, it's it's been a pretty tough season. But uh, for I, I, I tried to talk a little bit uh, about uh, uh, some odd offshoot interview with uh, with Down River, and uh, even with uh, the troubles. Uh, you see that uh, there's a uh, willing to try to get out of the funk uh, in uh, down river i mean they finished well their season with a win and uh, i i see that there's some good thing that that that, that, that seem to to really want to set off but uh, yes uh, it's been interesting to see during the off season if uh, the team will really uh, work things around again uh, even in the management uh, to see if they they can be dead set and ready uh, for next season mm -hmm. yeah like i mean they had some talented pieces here but i mean i don't even know what's going on here but i mean it's interesting to see uh tyler i mean your thoughts on down river this is oh yeah, it's like i said it's been another rough one for them and it's just I don't know what they need to change in order to get out of the doldrums here, but it has just been, you know, crap on top of crap on top of crap for them. I really feel for the fans. Feel for the fans. The ones who you know. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, there we go. That's better. But yeah, it was like, it's the fans I feel for more than anyone as, you know, they're the ones buying the jerseys, buying the tickets, and the team hasn't exactly performed for a couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. I want to see them win so much because, like I said, from there, I don't know what, but something needs to. Mm -hmm. Something does need to change. And apologies for the technical difficulties again. Just this has just been the show for him. But I mean, hey, I mean, gotta have a technical difficulty show sooner or later. Hey, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Dan River. Yeah, I I hope they turn around. Will they? I don't know. We'll have to see what they do over the offseason because that, that's going to be the telling tale. Uh, we'll come back to... I think we'll come back to William at the end of it and just get his entire thoughts on the season as a whole considering what he said before. So, I mean... From Downriver to the world's greatest shit show in Miami with the biggest locale of them all, Joe Bowers. I'm just... I'm sorry about the swearing that, but I've just given up at this point. I'm tired of these technical difficulties. Let's get this out of the way. The Joe Bowers show has been advertised as as seen and like my god it's been Christ I'm surprised there isn't an internet video out there with him like god some guy chastising him for all the stupid stuff he's done so uh Tyler we'll, we'll go to you first uh your thoughts on the Joe Bowers show and just how insane you signed it's off been. the mandate of Joe Bowers running Miami because, like I said, it's just been. Look at me, I'm Joe Bowers. I'm, uh, I'm gonna get drinking absolutely off my damn tits. And it's like, who thought it was fine to let that guy run a team? Well, he is the commissioner as well. Well, 
I don't know where he's been, so I think maybe there is a new commissioner, I don't know, but I mean, he was the commissioner, so he just gave himself his own team, so... There's your reason. Because Joe Bowers is an idiot who wants wants to run a team because he's an idiot, and it's because, I don't know, he's just, he's just a drunken idiot. We all know that. Uh, uh, Charles, your thoughts on Miami's first season and how bad it was? Uh, well, uh, there's really not really much else to say uh, other than uh, they, they, they try, but... Uh, they had so much trouble at the quarterback mm. position. Uh, injuries were piling on uh, uh, to uh, an almost freakishly level. Uh, I mean, uh, at some point, uh, the uh, the uh, injury report uh, uh, page uh, was almost a page long. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're essentially uh, Geelong at this point. And uh, while they managed to get a couple of wins, uh, which was surprising, uh, for uh, certainly, uh, there's nothing really much to say. To uh, I mean, uh, they they were dead last, I think, in offense uh, in every uh, single offensive cap, uh, cap, uh, uh, categories. So. Uh, we can only hope that uh, something uh, will be done for next season, but at this point, uh, it's pretty much uh, uh, what we all been thinking at the start of uh, the season uh, a while ago. Mm-hmm. That is true. We foresaw this. It happened. Excuse me. Let's move on as we're going to talk about now uh, the other expansion team, New Orleans here, uh, they had a tough first season as well. But actually, this this way, they actually had positives, unlike Miami, which was a dumpster, complete dumpster fire. I mean, they had Johnny Fields, he won the Offensive Rookie of the Year. They got a few wins here and there. They, yeah, they, 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 they did things, yeah. Um, gee, sorry if I seem a bit more, you know, over the place. Uh, but uh, guys, thoughts on New Orleans? It's just like I said, with New Orleans, they've got... Actually, it wasn't an overly stellar season for them. But like I said, they've only just started out. It was their first season. There were bound to be a few bumps along the road. Really good building blocks. Like I said, they got Johnny Fields. They've had a good few wins under their belt. And I think they'll be looking to build on that and potentially move up a bit more for the new season. Mm-hmm. I think that... Yes. Going to... I... Oh, go ahead, Charles. Uh, go ahead. Uh, sorry. Indeed, uh, New Orleans uh, did the right thing in uh, drafting Johnny Fields. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, obviously a future uh, 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 quarterback uh, star uh, that will carry his team, and uh, of course, uh, uh, there's going still to be some work ahead, but. Uh, the, the team shown they can be competitive at times, uh, and uh, it, it, it's uh, it's be interesting to see what the future holds, especially with the offseason, knowing uh, that they're going to have a, a chance to build uh, to build up uh, their team a, a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I agree, complete with that. I think if they can actually build the team a little bit more, they'll go further up the rankings. So yeah. 
Uh, Grand Rapids, they had a tough season to end, but looking for revenge next season. They got a new coach. We kind of already talked about him, but guys, uh, anything else you want to add about Grand Rapids? Well, yeah, I think like, yeah. they've already touched on it, so with a new coach, hopefully that'll shake things up to hopefully either, you know, stay on the par they were at or progress past that, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charles? Well, uh, it's really going to be interesting. Uh, I think Grand Rapids are on its way after uh, finishing their season strong at, at miss, uh, uh, just shy of getting to the playoffs. Uh, they're going to be to watch, uh, and uh, I think the, re the team will going to be ready uh, this time uh, for next season uh, to do some damage and maybe reclaim uh, uh, the top of the division, which we don't know the the conference which we don't know yet like you said i heard about the realignment possibly uh, but uh, i'm sure it's going to be a much better start of the season for the dragons mm -hmm. yeah uh let's move on to montreal here i mean i think i've already said what i said about grand rapids they had a bit of a tough season and if they the new coach can get stuff right they'll be fine uh, Montreal, they had a really good season. They were yard short of the third ball ever, but expectations keep mounting. They got Tyron Appleby. Uh, they got Tyron Appleby as before. They got some very good players. They actually, I mean, hey, they got. I, I'm not the expert here. I mean, that's Charles. He's the expert on Montreal. But hey, uh, I mean, I think that if they keep this up, they could be in the third ball next year. If I'm honest. Uh, so I'll move on to you guys. Uh, Charles, you take it away first, and then we'll go to Tyler. Uh, well, uh, I got to say, I, I, we were really proud of what Montreal did. Uh, uh, it, it's, it shows, obviously, that uh, now more than ever, the stigma of the old uh, Abilene uh, team has completely gone and now we got uh, really a team that on the rise. Uh, I mean, we just came short of getting, well, a chance to furball, maybe go to overtime against Easton in the conference final. But uh, we showed a lot of progress. I mean, we managed to beat the Baltimore uh, in our first place uh, playoff win. Uh, and uh, now with... Uh, everything that's been going on uh, with uh, the uh, well-established star that we have uh, like uh, like uh, Appleby uh, uh, against uh, Abrams and uh, Ligustica that I think we're going we're probably going to sign long term mm -hmm. uh, for, for uh, next season uh, it's going to be interesting, but like I said, uh, Montreal uh, got, uh, fans going to expect more this time and yeah. probably uh, have a shot at the fur bowl next year. Yeah, that is true. I mean, with great with great results comes great expectation. I mean, that's that's always how it is. Uh, Tyler, your thoughts on it? As like you said, you know, they were so close to making it to the big bowl this year. And I think the fans this way, well, I don't think they wanted to just go to the football. I think they're going to expect them to win the whole damn shebang here. Mm -hmm. Want them to, you know, bring that football trophy back to Montreal. 
That is true, I would agree. Yeah, they'll probably want to see it back in that. Um, I already said my bit in that, so let's move on to Las Vegas, Las Vegas, or fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada here, and talk about them. They had a strong end of the season sh as shown that they're still worthy, but as we said before, the first half kind of did them in. So, I mean, guys, uh, could they be back in the playoffs next season? I mean, we, well, I think they could be, but I mean, we have to see the realignments. <laughs> From what we've been hearing, like, this is, like, it's, you know, I mean, you don't know what's going to be next season. So, I mean, hey, do you think they could make it back just with their list at the moment? Well, I think, like I said, it, it was going to take them, you know, actually performing for the whole season. Because, you know, it ain't, it ain't just a little jog, it's a full-on sprint. Mm -hmm. Strong end of the season, but, like I said, it didn't exactly start off all that well for them. Like I said, they need to actually play, you know, for the whole season, not just one half to prove it. Mm -hmm. Especially prove it to me. Prove especially to well, everyone else here. Uh, mm -hmm. Charles, you you have any thoughts? Well, well, uh, from what I see, uh, it's sure that uh, losing a, a big piece of the defense was an issue. Uh, the first half of the season show well. I mean. Uh, Vegas uh, was just unlucky to have such a strong uh, uh, first half of the season facing every single tough team in the United. I mean, uh, that's what you get to be the defending champ, but like I said, uh, it was really uh, something tough, but uh, you seen that the, the team has uh, shown why they were champions by having such a, a spot, near spotless uh, uh, next half of uh, uh, the season, which was too little too late, unfortunately. But uh, with that resolve, uh, it shows that uh, uh, once, uh, maybe with a good off-season, Vegas will be uh, back in contention. Yeah, they could be. I think if they can have a good off-season, I think they will be in contention here. Uh, let's move on to Eastern. Will their magic continue next season? I think perhaps, yeah, they improve. I think they could They could make it back. I mean, but they'd have to improve in the... They'd have to probably improve and, like, prove that this season was not a fluke before you can really have people say, say that they're really the real deal. But, I mean, hey, what do I know? Uh... Let's go to Charles on this and then to Tyler, okay? Uh, well, uh, it was truly a sight to behold, see uh, uh, such a wonderful season for Easton uh, when everything seemed to go right their way until, and everything goes bad. And then uh, with the down, uh, the down River miracle happened and then everything, uh, the team seemed to be on the mission uh, right uh, throughout the playoff and to the furball. Uh, it'd be interesting to see now. Uh, yes, like you said, uh, they were uh, they were the continental uh, contender for the furball, and they is going to be looked at, at it as such. Uh, and it will be a job uh, for Eastern uh, to uh, keep on. Uh, what they've been doing, uh, have the good moves, and, and maybe uh, they be right uh, there this time in uh, being a strong contender to be once again in the furball for next year. Mm -hmm. uh, Tyler, your thoughts on it? 
Oh, is it, like, will the magic continue? Like I said, it, it that remains to be seen. So like I said, some may say it was a fluke. Aussie Eastern fans say, you know, we finally, you know, got up to speed, got the engine revving. Need to see what happens when, you know, the preseason comes around and we will see if they can continue on for more brought them, you know, to within seconds of the Throwball Trophy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with you guys. With that, uh, on to North Florida. Can they break their playoff curse next year? I don't know, maybe. I mean, hey. I mean, like, I mean, if we actually look at geography-wise, I mean, they could possibly, if the realignment is is with the geography of places, they could end up with, like, the easiest run to the playoffs. They've just got to be better than, like, essentially Miami and New Orleans were this season. And, like, Nashville will probably end up in that. I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, that's only my thoughts. Uh... Just saying, uh, but guys, uh, do you think they can break their playoff curse next year? I mean, they are a good side, remember? I mean, I don't know. Uh, well, uh, uh, who's going? Well, there is uh, Charles. Go, go uh, ahead. Uh, so, uh, sorry, uh, Tyler. Um, well, from uh, what I've seen, uh, North Florida is still a dangerous team. They're still one of the top teams. And, uh, well, uh, if you look at the last year uh, playoff, uh, their first-round match against uh, Chicago was pretty close, so it was every anybody's game. But, uh, yes, uh, it's, it seemed uh, rather... Uh, rather... It's rather unfortunate that uh, it's uh, that uh, North, North Florida uh, just they, they didn't add the, the lucky breaks. But uh, if they keep going where they do, uh, it's still they still got a very dangerous team. Uh, they they still going to be a contender for the furball next year. But uh, it's going to be to see. Uh, how they can manage to eventually uh, catch the break that uh, like Texas had uh, for this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, they got to catch that break. I mean, they haven't recently, but I think they they could next season. I mean, all depends. Fingers crossed. I mean, you don't you don't wish something like this on a team. You never do. Uh, uh, Tyler, uh, your thoughts on this? As like I said, we need to see. Was it, have they? Uh, what's the? What exactly is this curse? Have they never made the playoffs before? Uh they've made it. They've just never won it. They've never won a playoff game. Or oh, they might have won one in the first season when we had that convoluted thing. Uh, that system that was very convoluted. But besides that, they haven't won a playoff game. It yeah, just so that they have such. They had such a strong season uh, seasons uh, recently, but when the playoff co- uh, comes, uh, they always fall short. Mm-hmm. It's just a case of, you know, as the old saying goes, being at the right place at the right time. But uh, North Florida, they're a strong side, and I definitely think they will make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You get their head in the game, especially when it comes to the playoffs, where, you know, one loss, that's it. You guys are kaput, you're dead. It was all about the players keeping their head in the game when playoff season rocks around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. I'd, I'd agree with that. I mean, that's, like, you have to be there with the right 
you have to be the right team at the right time, and, like, they kind of haven't been recently. Like, they've been good in the regular season, but, I mean, the the postseason is where it counts, and, like, if you can't get it done where it counts, then it's it's not good, I think. I, I think that they can eventually do it. I think they'll be, they might be able to do it next year. I think, as I said before, it could be an easy run for them, if I'm correct with what I'm saying. Uh, but yeah, uh, let's move on to Texas here. A historic season for them with even bigger expectation next year. Couldn't make it to the Fur Bowl, but they did get a playoff win this year. So, good season for them all round. Uh, Tyler, what do you think about Texas at the moment? Absolute stellar season for the Ramblers. Not only did they go away, come home with, you know, the win in, you know, the championship for the United Conference, and they also got the, you know, number one spot overall, you know, for the overall league record. Mm-hmm. They've broken the league record for the longest win streak, raising it to 11 games. So they got a new record and two, you know, trophies or banners, whatever it is they get. Yeah, but you know they got two, you know two titles in their name. The first little bits of silverware, for lack of better term, into the cabinet, and uh-huh. a record record in there as well. Really pleased with that. Yes, they didn't make it to the Fur Bowl, but again, they snapped their own playoff curse. You know, won that first game, two banners, two two titles. It's been a brilliant season for them. And again, it's the same as with Montreal more they're going to want more than that they're going to want to make get them to make it all the way to the bowl mm-hmm. yeah that is true i think so i think that definitely they will want to make it to the fur bowl next season that is true uh we're gonna to go to charles here uh charles your thoughts on texas at the moment well the uh, things uh, couldn't have been better i mean we knew uh, right from the get-go that uh, the team had uh, a good core of players uh, to go far but we never would have expect such uh, a breakout season for them i mean everything went far like i said uh, they got the, the the best overall record of the season uh, they got the 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 winning streak record uh, in the uffl uh, yes they fell short but uh, again, uh, it happens sometimes when some uh, something gets uh, big, uh, uh, that big so quick. Uh, uh, sometimes uh, it, 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 it can not necessarily translate in the playoff, but it's more of a learning as experience more than anything. So mm-hmm. for next season, of course, the uh, expectations going to be high. Uh, I don't think I, I wouldn't expect to, uh, them to go in another uh, so, uh, another big uh, uh, winning streak. But uh, uh, things uh, are sure uh, looking uh, great for Mr. Knight uh, team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are looking good for Texas. Maybe they might make it to the football next year. But hey, we have to look at the situations and all this and that when we get to it. So yeah, uh, let's move on to New York. And then we're kind of on the home stretch here with California, Chicago, Baltimore, and Fargo coming up. But New York, still a threat? What will the offseason bring for them, guys? Uh, we'll start with Charles here. Uh, well, New York has uh, uh, stayed true to uh, uh, their name, uh, to their lively sake. 
they were a tough team uh, to fight against uh, during the offseason. With the injuries, maybe gave them a, a few trouble, but once uh, everything got clear, there was still uh, something uh, a, a great team to be reckoned with. Uh, and uh, it, they, they doesn't seem to have uh, much uh, 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 trouble uh, when the offseason is going to bring. It's probably be a okay. couple little adjustments. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it, 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 they're still in the running to to be a, a top uh, furball co uh, contender for next season. I mean, it, it's mm. uh, uh, business as usual for them. Uh, it, it can only go uh, up uh, for the next season. Yeah, true, true. Uh, Tyler, your thoughts on New York at the moment? It's like I said, they finally found that spark, I think. Where it's like they need to make that spark into a bit more of a bigger flame to be a threat, in my view. It's like, yes, they were tough to beat, but like Charles said, they had some injuries which didn't exactly help their case. So hopefully we'll see if a fresher team maintain that, you know, proverbial flame and hopefully bring them some more W's. Mm-hmm. Uh, true. Uh, I think that that you guys are right about that. They they, they looked a lot better this season. Uh, they need still need some, a, just, just something to get it really going, but I think they're doing all right here. Uh, California, they're going to ride off last season. What do they need now to be competitive? Because, I mean, God, they were not last season. That was pretty pathetic what they did. Yeah, how they went. So I think, uh, Tyler, we'll start with you. Uh, what do you think they need to do to be competitive next year? Uh, probably sack the entire team and get a new one. Uh, oh, oh, that is a bit harsh. I, yeah, that's a bit harsh. I mean, it's... Put it bluntly, it was an absolute shit show for the Dons last year. And it's like, you know, they're going to need to give themselves a proper check in the head to figure out what the hell did we do wrong. Uh, well, the, 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 they had no defensive line. Mm -hmm. It's just like a thin piece of wet paper. Yeah, the, no defensive line will do that to you. I mean... You gotta have both the offense and the defense. If you have all offense and no defense, you're cooked. You are cooked. I mean, uh, they still got some big, uh, so, some big uh, uh, we weapons. I mean, they got uh, Milan Jean, they got uh, Charlotte Force. Uh, the quarterbacks are good, but like I said, uh, they lost uh, a couple of big pieces, uh, and uh, they just going to retool, reset. Uh, for next season, and I, I'm not too worried about that. I mean, uh, some things uh, got uh, uh, off a year uh, in them eventually. Uh, so, and uh, it was uh, time for the dance to add it uh, uh, this year. But uh, I'm sure things go go uh, really differently for next season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with that. Hopefully, they can fix up their defensive woes and be competitive again. Uh, so we got newer thoughts on it. Let's go on to Chicago, our furball champions on top of the league. How long can they get this going? Will this be a one-year thing, or will we see something like we've seen with the Miners in the FAFL? Will this be a kind of dynasty thing where they can go back-to-back -back and perhaps even back-to-back-to-back? -to -back -to -back? So, uh, 
I mean, they they have the pieces. Uh, just depends if they got the lock, the talent, and all that. Because that's that's only you gotta. They have the talent, but you gotta have the lock. That that's the other part of it. I mean, if you don't have the lock, you're not gonna get it done. So you gotta have everything in your side to get it really done. So I mean, let's go to Charles on this. Uh, Charles, what do you think about Chicago at the moment? Can they can they perhaps go back to back or even back to back to back? Well, uh, the, the uh, Chicago has been well managed. Uh, their team is uh, really competitive. Uh, I don't think they're going to lose too much uh, in the off season. I mean, I have to start to do my report of uh, free agency soon. But uh, if the team still remain as the same, uh, they could very well be the very uh, first team uh, that uh, has a, a shot of maybe repeating as the uh, football champions. Uh, but uh, as we we seen the last uh, potential season, uh, things can change. You can be uh, champions uh, one year and uh, uh, be out of the playoffs uh, next. So uh, we don't. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see. But uh, uh, I will. Uh, it's going to be uh, really interesting mm-hmm. to see what Chicago can do as. Uh, uh, it, they could possibly uh, have a good shot in uh, repeating. Yeah, that is true. I think they do have a good shot. Uh, Tyler, your thoughts on this? Yeah, I think you know if they can keep the majority of their key pieces, I think they do have that you know a distinct opportunity to you know be the first team to go back to back with these with these furball wins. The teams ain't going to make it hard for them because you know we go back to the Ramblers. They had an absolutely stellar regular season, and the other teams, you know, that like you know, Downriver would start making an impact. Montreal, who had a decent main season himself, you know, there's quite a few walls for them to go through. Mm-hmm. bowl again, we shall see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to Baltimore here. Uh, they lived by Redfield and did well, but they also died by Redfield when they lost him. Yeah, they might need some more depth here. That's what I'm getting from here. Uh, guys, what do you think about Baltimore at the moment? We'll go with Tyler first. Like I said, uh, you know, Redfield was their key guy, and when they lost him, uh, that was about it. They need more than just one key player. Like, everyone needs to step up and make themselves know. I or one guy on that field. There's more than just one player at any one time on that grass. They need, like I said, everyone needs to pull their socks up and hopefully, you know, contribute in an equal way. Not just like, oh, it's like, hey, we got X in Redfield. Yeah, we're going to win. It's like, no, you all need, to, you all have a part to play. You can all contribute to a win of a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Charles, what do you think about Baltimore at the moment? Yeah, uh, like uh, Tyler did, uh, it's going to have uh, uh, the Baltimore management going to have uh, to look in order to make uh, adjustment for the team so that uh, every everyone can can step up if something bad happens. Because unlike uh, it seems that Baltimore is one of the only few teams. Uh, in the UFFL, that uh, if they lose their key player, there's a they're a totally different team. I mean, uh, some of the teams uh, uh, might lose uh, some players, but uh, the depth depth wise, uh, 
they always seem to be able to manage. But uh, with uh, with Baltimore, I mean, they, they're still a really great team. Uh, they did some great things uh, next mm-hmm. uh, season, but uh, again, uh, it's it, everything seemed to gravitate around uh, uh, what uh, what uh, Aspen Redfield can do for this team. Uh, they're going to have to find a way, uh, maybe like invest uh, to uh, a, a better uh, a better second as a backup for Aspen. Uh, maybe uh, make sure to have a better defense to uh, to compensate. Uh, but they really have to to have to find a way because uh, eventually. Uh, uh, it, if uh, it keep going, uh, maybe uh, Aston Redfield might grow impatient about this uh, and uh, look over to Baltimore. Uh, you got to help me, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's true. I mean, they, they have to build around the guy and actually get him some pieces that can actually kind of hold their own as well. I mean, you can't rely on one guy forever. You have to build around him, otherwise you just essentially waste that guy's potential. They gotta do something. But yeah, uh, finally we got one last team to talk about. Fargo, will they learn from their tough, to, tough second half of the season? This is a good question. I mean, they, they were flying the first half of the season. Struggling the second half. Couldn't really recover. Guys, what did you think about Fargo? Let's go with Charles at first. Well, uh, it was really uh, a tale of two half of the season. I mean, uh, Fargo uh, did some great work during the off season to uh, fill their needs in order to recover from that abysmal last year of the season when they finished last in the Continental. Uh, but they, they managed to, to do well for a good portion of the season. But Suddenly, with injuries, we know that everything happened. Uh, it happens always, but it seemed that uh, it was really troublesome for Fargo that ended up uh, uh, reaching uh, the end of the uh, the season uh, j- just with a barely 500 record for the second half, and they they barely crawled to the finish line, and eventually they they lost. Uh, in the playoff uh, to the 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 mirror uh, this, uh, the 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 fairy tale story that was Easton, uh-huh. uh, and but uh, I shouldn't worry too much about them because I I seen that the management has been doing a, a tip top job uh, in order to turn things around. I mean it's a, a new management uh, against. Uh, Things happen when you start. It's it's only good uh, to learn and prepare for the future. So uh, it's it'd be interesting to see uh, what they can do uh, for the next uh, season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are good thoughts. I think I think if they improve on on look at if they kind of did what Hobart have kind of done. Look at the look at what happened with the second half, and then look at their first half and compare. I think they can easily make up the difference and perhaps even look a lot better next year, even in the second half. Uh, but finally, let's go to let's go to William. Uh, what were your thoughts on the season as a whole? I mean, you didn't look at a lot of it, but I mean, how'd you how'd you think? How'd you? What was your opinion on it? it as far as the as far as 
it looked like it, like it was a fairly competitive season with some good with ups and downs and as with any sport with with how how players play and how play how well players deal with, teams deal with injury is exciting to say the least. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, okay. We are done with the UFFL. Um, we will be back with the expansion draft of the or whatever happens next for it. Uh, but let's move on to the FBA. Guys, um, we've got two things to talk about here. One I'm very excited to talk about, and the other one is kind of how the league is going tomorrow. Charles, just take us to the playoff picture, and we'll just have a look at things. Just a quick look at things, as we're kind of running out of time here. Te- yeah, technical difficulties I mean, will do that to you. <laughs> for from what I've seen, uh, uh, we're getting close to the end of the season. I mean, uh, in the Eastern Conference. Uh, uh, everyone is pretty much uh, close to be locked in. I mean, you got the, the tides that remain uh, uh, that uh, totally clinch everything. I mean, uh, playoff bird, a division title, a best record in the conference. Uh, it's 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 uh, smooth sailing for them. And you got followed by the, the Moonshiners, the Voodoo, uh, the Spirits, uh, Williamsburg also uh, and the Keystones uh, that locked in. There's still uh, 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 two spots left that still needs to be uh, contended. I mean, they got the Prides, uh, the Austin, uh, Austin Mayors and the Law and Firestone that, that are still trying to gain uh, ground. I mean, uh, Tallahassee and uh, Plymouth are still technically in it. But it's uh, much uh, uh, talked about the mathematics at this point, and uh, also in the Western Conference, uh, things seem a little more uh, continuity to be a little more closer because uh, the Summit and the Bikers, uh, of course, are are way ahead and have been locked in, uh, mm-hmm. followed by the Alaska Arctic's. Uh, Spectrums and uh, Kaunas uh, also clinching the Kaunas back in the playoffs. Uh, Owlers, uh, Voyagers, uh, Totems, Trust, uh, the Wildcards, uh, they're still working uh, the bottom of the uh, of the, the conference, uh, the division, uh, the conference is still up for grabs. Uh, I think uh, uh, not too long ago, others uh, might have uh, locked in uh, uh, their spot uh, with uh, a win uh, uh, t- uh, this evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it, 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 it's definitely more exciting uh, in the Western Conference. Uh, but again, uh, 
down to the wire at the end of the season. It's really going to be interesting uh, when we go to eventually talk about the playoff matchups, mm-hmm. uh, see uh, who's going to face who uh, down in the division. Yeah, that's going to be true. And, like, I'm looking at a little bit over here. I mean, Huntsville are 28 and 45, and are yet, and yet they are eighth in the in the Eastern Conference. I have never seen anything like it. I have no, like a team is likely going to go with a hu- with a huge losing record and still make the playoffs. Like, well, it's happened. Uh, uh, it's this been. Uh, well, it's been it's been a tough. Uh, it's been uh, quite of a story uh, recently. How uh, uh, the the West seems to be uh, so much stronger than the East, uh, but uh, it's going to really to be interesting to see, especially like well, yes, the East is uh, ter- having some problems, but the tides uh, are still. Uh, uh, represent representing the East with uh, with their confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's true. But I mean, something I I don't know. I think if if this is a case, maybe they need to think about something here. I mean, I don't know what's going on, but hey, that that's they the commission committee commission will decide what goes on here. I don't know. Just to me, it just seems a bit bizarre to be seeing a twenty eight and forty five team in the hunt for. A, in the hunt for playoffs, while a team with a well, teams with better records than them are going to miss out. Just and keep in mind, these are teams that are still like losing records as well. Like this is normally you have to get a winning record to be in the playoffs. I'm just I'm just more baffled that this is even happening. That a team with that bad of a record is in the hunt. I I'm just baffled. Like how's it even happen? Like I don't know. But yeah, mm. that is that is your playoff race. Uh, Bangor, Seattle, Dakota, and Alaska are definitely the strongest teams in the league at the moment. With three of them being in the Western Conference, one of them being in the Eastern Conference. So you can see what uh, Charles was talking about there. Yeah, definitely a lot stronger in the Western Conference than it is in the East. Uh, but finally, we got a last story for the show and. Oh me, oh, oh me, oh my! I've been waiting to talk about this one for a while. Oh boy, here we go, people. Here we go, Trent Westerlin. You've had us, you've had us, you've stopped, you tried to stop us from talking about you, but we, you can't stop us now. <laughs> oh, yeah, we were right all along. You're a shady character. And you've lost your team. Thank God. Oh man. Yeah. Thank God. To and t- to- major kudos to uh, to Tashiro Ruxton, uh, putting yeah, almost putting his her life on the line to to finally discover this truth. I mean, every every uh, member of the press uh, we seen. Uh, are really happy uh, to to see that uh, eventually justice has been done. Mm-hmm. I see here. Not only was his winning vid now null and void, uh, Baltimore. I'm sorry, might be in a bit of trouble here because they're going to have to find a new owner again. So this is going to be very very interesting. But Trent Westerlin, 
He's charged by the FBI for multiple crimes for from tax evasion, physical imitation, extortion, bribery, and that's just to name a few. They're still on the lookout who apparently for Judge Bullock who had apparently fled the country with with the money. So essentially, Trent Westland, I hope you enjoy your time behind bars because, buddy, those are some very serious accusations. And they are true by the look of it to me, but I mean... Okay, maybe I shouldn't. They can still kind of sue me over that. I'm not going to say they're true. I'm going to just say they're accusations. That, like, I mean... Oh, he's actually been charged with it. So I think these could be... These are true... He's been charged. Um, just, let, just let it out, Wes. Let it out. You know... Or do you want me to put it a bit more less subtly? Okay, uh, Tyler... You say it a lot less subtly, and I'll see what I can say after it. Now, bitch! Alright. I didn't get the first word on that, but... It's just, I don't know. It's technical difficulties, guys. Just technical difficulties, but yeah. He's going to end up being someone's bitch. He's going to have a butthole like a yawning freaking hippo. He's like, you know... If I, hey, look at me, I'm top of the world. I can silence the sports network. I can keep that loud mouth quiet. Ha, how's it looking now? Yeah, so let me just say this. Mr. Westland, I hope you enjoy, enjoy, enjoy the, the spirits behind bars. You're probably going to be behind them soon. I mean, these are very serious charges, and we've kind of gotten evidence of it, so yeah. Good luck to you, Mr. Westland. You're gonna effin' need it. <laughs> oh, man. Good riddance, really. Yeah, uh, jeez. Uh, William, just one last thing. What, what, what's your thoughts on Trent Westerland? Like, I mean, I know you don't really follow the FBA and that, but, like, hey, like, after hearing this stuff, I mean, you, I bet you're glad he's not, like, he's not running the hammerheads. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah. So, uh, that concludes our show today. Jeez, it was a bloody slog to get through. But, we got through it. Like, yeah. any last thoughts you guys want to leave? Once, ag- uh, once again, uh, I want to wish uh, uh, Major, uh, Major Br- uh, Bravo for uh, Miss Tashira uh, Roxton. Uh, for uh, uh, the work she put, she's a, a real trooper. Uh, uh, she represents really what's being a, a journalist uh, uh, is all about. And I hope uh, the the woman uh, uh, gets uh, many accolades for what she did uh, uh, for for this. Uh, I mean, uh, she, she uh, the, the the woman really deserves a medal. Mm-hmm. I can agree with that. Uh, Tyler, any last words from you? I think I already said all of mine in that last outburst. <laughs> all right. Uh, William, any last words from you, just in general? Like, anything you want to say before we go? It was a pleasure, yeah. A pleasure being on, and hope that, yeah, hope that the, se- the season, my team season continues. Mm-hmm. Cool, I think we, I mean, we'd like to see you guys continue doing what you do. I mean, you guys are a very exciting team to watch. I mean, hey. Like, I mean, if if we got a Melbourne Coast Grand Final, I wouldn't see many people complaining about that. But hey, 
Uh, you were great in the show today, I mean, a bit quieter than some of our other guests, but hey, you still provide some good insight. With, I mean, if you'd love to come back, we can bring you back on. You're pretty good, William. Uh, I've got, I'm just glad to have this all over and done with, because God, this is a bloody, bloody pain to get, just even get to this part. Just because technical difficulties and the scheduling problem and all the things, and thank God we're through episode 9! That's all I can say. So, I've been Wes Carey. Uh, I, we didn't get your full one there, Tyler. You kind of cut off there. I've been Tyler Colt. All right. right. We got that one. Uh, Charles, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, je suis Charles Bergeron. Uh, William, we, we've left you with the last um, one. I'm William Canberra. And thank God this episode is over. We'll see you next time. It's fucking over. God, I don't swear often, but my god, that was just. Uh. And then you left the recording! <laughs> uh.